0: welcome to an episode of sam and maggie hate glee
1: I would love to open this um, episode with a quote from Mr. Billy Joel. Would you be interested in hearing that?
0: I'm I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I would love to hear it anyway.
1: All right. Sorry, that was my phone making a noise. I am a terrible podcaster. Hello. It was a notification of Google Photos telling me that some of my photos are sideways. Bitch, I'm aware. That's nice. (laughs) No, it's like, let me fix these for you. And I just have to be like, huh, no okay let me live my life (laughs) on even though it's like like a simple thing for a robot to do for me i'm like affronted whatever
0: (laughs) okay i'm I'm surprised that it knew and also (laughs) why would it notify whatever just well let's hear the quote mangie
1: honestly i've never seen the show i'm one of those guys who watches the history channel and i watch news and i watch documentaries but i'm very happy that my material is being done by people of that age group and that i guess it has meaning for them
0: (laughs) Yes, I saw this I saw this quote. I think it adequately sums up a lot actually. Just mm.
1: I don't watch the show, but I'm glad people of that age group find meaning in my material.
0: I just I just love I'm the kind of person who watches the history channel. <laughs> and documentaries. So, okay,
1: let's let's be real. Billy Joel is like a weird ancient aliens yes. truther for sure. Probably.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah. I I have some words about Mr. Billy Joel. Not like like no hot takes. Obviously, like sure. The the problem. Let's just, let me he's just like bear- a
1: drunken fool. Like that's yeah,
0: exactly. Like he's crashed his car into people's houses on like benders. So like, <laughs> let's just be clear about that. But also, Sam,
1: he's the third uh, best uh, solo best selling artist of all time, apparently. Yeah, well- weekly sites.
0: <laughs> I do have to bear my soul. I do really like Billy Joel's music.
1: Oh no, they're and- fucking bops. And okay, I'm-,
0: I'm pretty sure it's because I'm white. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Billy Joel speaks to the white experience for sure. Yes. Yeah.
0: So anyway, yeah. Well, well, let's talk about this episode of Green Maggie, and we can we can let the let the listeners decide <laughs> what our stances of Billy Joel are based on the way that we describe the interactions that people have based on this music. Um, sure. Yeah. But uh, to clarify, this episode is season five, episode six. Moving out. If you don't mm-hmm. know that the reference, Billy Joel song, also the musical, la di da di da. Um
1: It's not I calling it a musical is sort of generous. It's really more <laughs> of like a ballet.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um <laughs> because they have like yeah.
1: the one vocalist who's in the band and right. then yes. people on stage just dance.
0: That's true. Right? Yeah, no no that, that like it's effectively a band that plays Billy Joel songs while people dance yeah, on stage. It's a, yeah. it's, a
1: Billy jo- it's a Billy Joel cover band. Right, that, exactly. Yeah. You know, went on tour for a little while, you know?
0: Yes. Um, but so this episode originally aired on November 21st, 2013, with 4.09 million viewers, which is down from last week's 4.22 million. So, you know, back on our <sighs> yeah, trend. that's a
1: shame. I feel like this one is better than End of Twerk, um... I mean, it's
0: fine. Again, like like you're not saying- not as overtly
1: uh, racist. There is that.
0: That's true. Uh, but you were like you were saying with that quote from Billy Joel, where he's like, "I like. It. I, I'm I'm glad they find some meaning in my material. I'm glad um, the
1: young people like it.
0: But <laughs> they don't, though. It's these old people who write no. the show who are like, "Oh, yeah. we want Billy Joel songs," <laughs> and so the actors yeah. are like, "Okay, we but do what you I tell mean, us." Th-
1: they are fun no <laughs> they are most of them it so it was re- directed by brad falchuk written by roberta uh, the riverdale man
0: our favorite yes um,
1: and i have a few quotes uh to start off the show with uh, from the recap it says as graduation nears the seniors make plans for their... Oh, no, 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 sorry. I'm reading the quote, actually, from Netflix <laughs> that I wrote down for some reason. Never mind. <laughs> uh, it's not even very good. I don't know why I wrote that down. Um, from the recap, they say, It's springtime in the longest year at McKinley. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. This yeah. sort of, like, mentioning of the time distortion just pisses me off a <laughs> little bit.
0: Yes, Agreed.
1: Because, like, I can get down with some time distortion. We've talked about it. Glee doesn't need to be routed to, like, linear, normal people time. Right. Um, but, but like, yeah, but sort the of flouting in our faces how exactly. shittily they've, like, planned all of this. Yeah. It's just annoying.
0: No, seriously, that's... My my big issue, and, and like, it's becoming, and we've talked about it, the recaps are terrible in general. Oh um, yeah,
1: but that's the point. But, it's like yeah. poking fun at itself up to be like, oh see, we're hip with the memes, we're hip with all the people who hate us, at least 3 million people who watched one episode this season and then did not want to watch another.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, yeah, like, the recap especially is just so stupid, because it's like, yeah, Glee, We know you're doing something wrong. You know you're doing something wrong. It's not a joke. It's just bad. You did a bad job. It's
1: it's just bad. You know, and (laughs) pointing out doesn't mean like it's tongue in cheek, poking fun at yourself. It's just annoying. Yes. It's just annoying. Especially when this is like the 10th time they told that joke.
0: Exactly. See, that's, (laughs) I, I think I would be. Like if they just did it, if they had done it once, I'd be like, oh, this is this is kind of tongue in cheek, you know, self. If they'd done humor, it once but... this
1: episode, <laughs> even.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing. This is like, I don't think you can make. There, there's a difference <laughs> between having a show where you make like a joke every now and again that's self-referential about like the show itself, and having a show that is just one big joke. That you were like, oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> having get a it? show that um, is a joke, <laughs> that is a piece of garbage, that <laughs> cannot be redeemed, and noticing that and commenting on it every single time you have an opportunity to persuade, I guess, um, the people who greenlight your show to not do that anymore. <laughs>
0: like it's just, but that's, that's, that's <sighs> the thing. Like in in other shows' cases, when they make these kinds of jokes, it's like a one time thing, and they're like, oh yeah, ha, that mistake we made. Glee, if you do it every week, we understand that you have written the show badly, and now you're trying to, like, (laughs) I don't know, cover for it? Or are you just like, yeah, it's stupid. Um, So
1: we go to the Achievable Career Fair to start the episode. We are at McKinley, walking through the halls with Will and Sue, um, where we see Sue, like, sort of touching up booths and things, as Will comes up to her to complain about how there is not an arts booth represented. Right. Um which of course there isn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is a high school career fair. Yeah. You fool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and Sue says much much the same as that. She's like, this is the most competitive job market you've ever seen. Um the having a high school education means nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, I, I think the best part is when she's like, not everyone can be a Broadway washout that ends up teaching at their old high school will. Um,
1: marrying um, some derogatory thing about Emma. Yeah, And then she points out the fecal sculpture booth. (laughs)
0: Um, There are some really choice booths at this because the very beginning, (laughs) like the opening of this shot, um, we see someone at the burger repair station. Um, Love that. (laughs) But like, and uh, I think she also mentions the salad artistry booth. Yeah. It's just funny because obviously there's supposed to be jokes about, like, fast food careers, I guess. And how people are, like, sandwich artists or something. But at the same time, it kind of, I don't know. It's just, it it seems like it's trying to make that joke. But at the same time, these jobs seem so niche and, like, not feasible. That this whole comment about, like, the arts being unfeasible seems a little off base. Just because these are also, like, fecal sculpture. What? What? How does that pay any money?
1: It's nothing. It's nothing. Of course, (laughs) it's a throwaway joke. So we go to the choir room where Will talks about careers in the arts to new directions. They're all like focalized around the piano. They're all standing around it or sitting on it. You know, lounging, whatever. Um, and he ta- He has this whole speech about, you know, achieving your dreams or whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> and-
0: Maggie, you're missing the most important parts where he mentions that there's zero job security and lots of mm. failure in art careers. Mm. <laughs> so- yes, love it.
1: <laughs> uh, and Unique is wearing the worst hat I have ever seen. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> but it's not a Ryan Murphy hat now, is it?
1: It, it, it is.
0: Oh, oh, my God. No, you're right.
1: It is, and it's horrible. Yes. It's, it looks like Ryan Murphy popped it off his head, like, oh, unique is it? I don't know about this costume. Let me just... Let me just ruin
0: it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's terrible. I hate it very much. And this is when Will brings up that they're going to do a a week yes. of focused around this artist, you know, someone who came from nothing. And we see Kitty go like, yes, it's Marilyn Manson week. Oh, my God. Um. But it's not. No. Much to Kitty and my dismay, it's Billy Joel week, <laughs> and that's when Unique is like, "Who?
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, love that. Yep. We get
1: the third best-selling solo artist citation. Yep. Uh, from I don't know what that is from, or if it's true, or what that really means. Honestly.
0: Yeah. I. I mean. I would assume like Michael Jackson is the highest selling solo artist. Beyonce, I mean, is
1: probably up there.
0: Yeah, probably. I think part of the problem is Gags. I, I think part of the problem is that if you're older, you automatically have more time to more have time. sold yeah. singles. So I don't know if those are actually as high up just because they haven't been around as long. I mean, at this point in time, yeah. maybe they are because you know, the internet and stuff. But then again, how do they track this now? Like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, no fucking clue. Uh, I thought a really good standup for the scene was Sam's ponytail. Sure. He's looking, um, very crisp, very clean. And we find out it's the week of Blaine's Niata edition. This is in his little blurb where he talks about how excited he is for it and how he's going to go to New York to get pointers. Um, Instead of, I guess, auditioning at, like in Ohio, like Rachel and Kurt did.
0: Yeah, maybe it was because they had two people auditioning that had Carmen Thibodeau come out for it. I don't know. Um,
1: I don't know either. Uh, and that's when we find out Sam's going as well, yep. because he has an interview at, um, a, at Hunter College for their theater program. Yes. Uh, because they liked his auditions real.
0: Well, it's, yeah, his audition reel of his, um, whatchamacallit, uh, impressions, um, which, sure, <laughs> he also can get a scholarship that is the, um, oh, what's his, Magic Mike, that dude, Channing Tatum's, like, college fund yeah. for former strippers or something like that. Yeah,
1: for formal so. formal male, male erotic entertainers is what they prefer, Sam, <laughs> um, and... <laughs> Uh, Then then back in IRL, Sam is like, okay, we're going to do a take on a classic BJ. Yes. And they sing Moving Out. Yes. Blaine is on piano, except he's just sort of like, I don't know. Bobbing behind the, yes. <laughs> the the keys, we don't see his hands play, which is usually a good indicator of if someone's actually playing an instrument, right? On Glee. Um
0: so who knows? <laughs> yeah, Got to look those fingies. Um but uh... <laughs> well,
1: they could just be like you know noodling on <laughs> keys that are not the notes, True. or yeah, uh, moving their hand up and down a fret of a guitar, but not actually Strumming, doing any yeah. sort of fingering.
0: Yeah, um. But uh, the the nice thing about this number is uh, they magically get to New York. Um, they, like, walk into the hallway and put on some coats. And then they walk they, through a door.
1: Santana did this exact yes. same thing. <laughs>
0: yes. Because they come out of, like, the same subway that Santana... There liked.
1: is a portal. <laughs> I'm telling you. And Blaine has this terrible plaid jacket. Did, yes. did you scope the plaid jacket? It's terrible. Uh, and... They go onto a bus. Yes, and then there's like the bit like I, I'm not sure this extra has a name. No, um, I they I didn't give him one. But yeah. you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yes, yeah, so there's this dude in a blue hoodie with yep. sunglasses, and
1: he looks like he looks like the guy from Mean Girls.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs>
1: doesn't even go here.
0: See, when I first watched it, I had I, I was like, is that Billy Joel? But I don't <laughs> think so. Oh
1: no no no! But Definitely there's a moment.
0: Not. There's a moment where Blaine screams in his face and then turns to Sam and does a, like, I guess he's not into it look, which is like, (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) That's Blaine's move, dude.
0: (laughs) It's just they, like, harass this poor dude. Whatever. It's fine um
1: yeah and the guy seems like fine about it by the end of the song so (laughs) well
0: it's hard to it's hard to tell what he's thinking because he is wearing pretty big sunglasses and so he is kind of hard to emote but um
1: but the song overall is great uh we end it by going to the loft hallway where like blaine is like looking around confused like he's lost even though he's definitely been here before yes uh (laughs) and we go into the loft to see kurt playing solitaire Like, RL?
0: Yes, because he has nothing better to do, I guess. Um.
1: (laughs) Even though he has all these obligations. Whatever. uh, And they're excited to see Sam and Blaine, because Rachel and Santana are there. The whole gang. They're all excited, and they hug, and Santana's wearing a a towel head wrap.
0: Yes. Um, Yeah, so it's nice. They have a little moment. They all hug. Um, And then we move back to Lima for... Maybe mm-hmm. the most one of the more confusing plot lines, um, just for its placement. I don't know why this season It's
1: confusing for me why Becky is like so sexually aggressive all the time.
0: Yeah, and it's also confusing for me as to why Artie is the center of so many of these plot lines this season. Like Yeah. I mean, I guess Kevin McHale has been on the show since the beginning. He, so it Sam, is Sam
1: he's a senior. Yeah, now. it's it's his this time. His to shine. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> but like So here's what this is. We're at this, like, weird career fair. Becky is wearing a beekeeper's hat, which does kind of make the scene a little better. Um, Artie goes up to her and asks her what her plans for post-high school are, specifically if she's going to go to college. Um, Like you said, Becky is, like, very, like, sexually aggressive towards him in this scene and every scene. Um, But she... (laughs) Yes. She essentially... uh, she she essentially is like, oh, I'm not sure exactly yet, and then Artie's like, well, I can help you do research, because I was looking for, you know, places for help like disabled students, and, you know, they have a lot of places, or, like a lot of other places have stuff for, like, mental he says mentally handicapable, which isn't the worst thing ter- like to say, it's not
1: bad no yeah it's not um, it's not the you're right it's not the worst thing glee could say yeah sue intimidates him yes uh, at the end of the scene by wheeling him away and being like what the fuck do you think you're doing <laughs> shut your mouth never talk to becky again she's my becky terry for life and yes. then um thrusts his chair into a wall and
0: struts yeah. away see i I, wrote, <laughs> I noted that as mental and physical assault because honestly like <laughs> yes. She's like...
1: Artie gets the worst of it from Sue.
0: All the time. And has for like, the
1: longest time. Don't forget there was that time she yes. threatened...
0: To pull like, his teeth out. to work. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. No, I was thinking about that because there's maybe, another scene. Maybe they yeah. do
1: it because Kevin McHale is just like so good scared. Like, Well, <laughs> he's,
0: honestly... He's very good at
1: um looking afraid. Yeah.
0: I, I was thinking part of it might be because... Uh, arty is in a wheelchair it's a lot easier to like show sue like intimidating him because (laughs) and bodily moving him around yeah well think about it like if it were like you know someone just like standing in front of her she can't like push them like (laughs) like she can't push Mm, them down the hallway to like make like her little speech like honestly though for me watching that scene the second time especially i was like this is heinous. Like, this is, like, oh, yeah. not okay in any way, oh, no, no or no.
1: Of course it isn't. Like, anyone who just starts pushing someone in a wheelchair without their consent is, like, a total asshole.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, Uh.
1: So. Yeah. we go back. We're still at McKinley, and Marley opens her locker to have a shit ton of roses <laughs> fall out. She just sort of kicks them aside, like, this yes. has already happened before, and it's just like... She's through with it. she's fed up, yes, and um, yeah, Jake has put these in there because he's trying to apologize, and he goes up to her with another rose and tries to make an apology again, and Marley doesn't accept his apology, but does accept him. She's like, "No, this is how you are, uh, but I don't accept your apology, and I don't really want to be around you bye yeah
0: <laughs> she she calls him that guy
1: um yeah it's a little slut shamey but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah she was i don't know romantically spurned and yeah She cheated on, he- he cheated on her glee, yeah that's how glee likes to end every relationship
0: is uh, <laughs> having one person cheat on the other one for seemingly no reason well not seemingly no yes. reason but like just kind of out of the blue yeah um yeah
1: totally um <clears throat> so we go back to new york where we're at the diner, Rachel and Santana have a little chat about like how Rachel's still working while Funny Girl's going on, and we see Kurt going to talk to the boys, Sam and Blaine, yes. uh, about their time here in New York, about how they went to some stupid historical site that was like a throwaway joke and stupid, yeah. um, and we hear that Blaine went on some college visits to NYU a- and Columbia as safety school.
0: Yeah, which Kurt responds poorly to this, which I'll talk about more a little later. But like what? Um also yeah. my favorite part, Kurt is wearing his uniform. So this yeah. has to be while he's working, right?
1: Well he probably is taking a break. You know, like how they how do they say it? Well there but it's he... like a whole joke.
0: Yeah, but he didn't say that.
1: Which is uh, Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just love that. Like whenever we come here, like Santana and Rachel typically are working. No, no. But Kurt is
1: the one doing the fucking job. <laughs> Rachel's checking her phone. Kurt's flouncing around.
0: <laughs> oh god, that really hurts Santana's credibility. Um. So. Yeah, so then to, to kind Kurt, like, of like yeah
1: coerces Blaine yes. into singing.
0: <laughs> yes, because so Blaine has this thing about his safety schools, and Kurt's like, oh no, 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 you're gonna be a superstar who does singing shit. So you're gonna get who up goes there goes
1: to Niada, just like me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so you're gonna get up there and sing for all these people, and Blaine is like, um, oh, okay, I guess. Um and so this And then he goes
1: yeah. up there because he does love the limelight. He cannot deny it. And uh he tittles away on the piano and sings Piano Man. Yes. Uh samples out a fucking harmonica. Yes. Speaking is of- an old man during the old man lines.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: who like makes a weird face yes. at Kurt I guess Um, and then there's candles there's all these fucking candles that like the waiters <laughs> hoist above their heads as they sort of like strut dance through the yes. <laughs> through
0: the diner yeah I wrote down weird candle choreography uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I guess the wait staff has been trained for if there is a slow song Every this is what song. we do <laughs> But like it's so weird. And like, of course they had to do this number, but at the same time it doesn't make me happy about it. Uh, <laughs> uh it's not bad. It's not like it's poorly it's done. Fine. It's just it's no, piano man. It's fine. Like
1: the old man at the bar is a little much. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, and the yeah.
1: the harmonica playing is amazing because Sam just like fucking pulls that out of nowhere. And he's just like, I'm gonna wail in this harmonica now. Yes. Look at my ponytail. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we're gonna go back to Lima where we get some more of the Artie Becky uh, college plot line. Yeah. Artie has some pamphlets uh, for her, and this time, Bucky, um, Bucky <laughs> <laughs> Becky is the one to tell him to butt out. Yes. Uh, and she doesn't want the pamphlets. She doesn't want to talk to him
0: yeah spo- that's it. spoiler alert he's not going to i think that's my issue yeah, with this spoiler plot line. alert. Like, becky
1: tells him exactly what she wants and he doesn't listen
0: yeah becky's like hey um it's my business not yours get out of it uh, anyway the next scene um we are so we're in the workout space in the boys locker, the room?
1: locker room yeah yeah
0: um and Ryder confronts yeah, writer confronts Jake, who has his he, i I do love the fact that his um star of David tattoo is like very prominent during the scene
1: prominent on display yes. here it is
0: um but uh writer confronts Jake about him cheating on Marley,
1: yeah, because this happened did this happen last week or two weeks ago? I think
0: it happened two weeks ago, but we found out about it last week like it all blew up last but
1: you would assume like as soon as you know whatever this is the this is the first time Ryder was able to corner jake alone yes because jake's just been drowning in babes i guess <laughs> well not and, not yet um, maggie he hasn't oh no he is already for sure
0: but i feel like this scene kind of
1: oh that's the turn yes is, this is the turn yeah so Ryder just like is very angry he screams at Jake, but why would you do something so stupid? Marley's amazing. Yes. Yell, yell, yell. Yeah. And Jake's just like, "Leave me alone." Butt out. Yes. <laughs> and this is when he sings "My Life."
0: Uh which is Yeah.
1: It's sort of amazing.
0: Um my <laughs> biggest complaint is that there is no saxophone. Um
1: Oh, oh, oh no. I'm, what will we I'm do? I'm sorry.
0: But there has to be. No, you're
1: right. You're right. The saxophone sort of does need to be in there for that Billy Joel flair, but I love Jake's attitude for the whole song. Um, He... At the beginning in the locker room, he like punches a punching bag in time with the beats yes. and gets on a like gets on a weight bench, like standing on it, and then does a backflip into the choir room through space and time <laughs> into a also new changing outfit.
0: Yes. his outfit. <laughs> yes, it was so good. <laughs> um, oh.
1: and he's just like living his horror truth. Yes. Which I really support. Um yeah, uh, then we get a little bit back in the locker room, because he does some singing in the choir room. Sort of, I don't know, boastfully living his very slutty truth in front of Marley. <laughs> <laughs> like, take that!
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. it does come off a little, um, I don't know, aggressive in the sense that it is like, he's like, this is my life. Um, my favorite part is there's a line in the song that says... I never said you had to offer me a second chance, which literally
1: I never said I was a victim of circumstance.
0: <laughs> literally the, the previous scene with Marley and Jake, he asked her for a second chance. He's like,
1: did he though? It's like, it's more like when he talked to her, he was apologizing, but he was never like, take me back Marley.
0: I feel like there's a line where He's like, let me give me the opportunity to apologize to you, which like, yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to interpret that, especially for like high school, romance to, but well,
1: to me it doesn't seem like jake is trying to get her back okay. it just seems like he's apologizing for the things he's done the roses are a little much um and <laughs> this is definitely a turn where he's like wait a second, I shouldn't date Marley because I want to have sex with all of these babes.
0: Yeah, there's, there is the moment with all the toweled babes in the showers. Um. Yeah,
1: like the, the shower Cheerios who yes. um just sort of, it's I guess this is a, this is like a dream sequence bit. Is it
0: though? <laughs> is it a dream sequence?
1: Well, the shower babes do not... Co- they like they know the choreography that's true yeah
0: yeah i mean effectively i think like you're saying this is the turn it's showing us that jake has decided that he's going to accept his truth he he told Ryder before the song started that glee is about everyone embracing who they are inside (laughs) and he inside is just someone who is really flirtatious and also wants to (laughs) fuck (laughs)
1: he's down yep. um and there's a bit with a shadow like he stands <laughs> yes. on the piano and there's like a shadow projection onto the wall like r- um behind all the musicians yes and it's just like this is amazing this is great um the end there's like incredulous clapping yes the- first tina looks at marley like ooh, <laughs> and then claps um kitty behind her is just like <laughs> and like and just clapping too like laughing yep love it yeah it's great
0: Th- there's a lot of that this episode where the members of glee are kind of like oh this is uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway so next yeah.
1: we go to the worst college interview oh my God. that has ever happened like probably uh,
0: yeah i i i had a note this scene is terrible and then at the end of it i put laughably question and then but it's questionable. this scene
1: is it's I sort of love it. Yeah, exactly. I think it's funny yeah. for sure. Um, so first off, the interviewer talked to Sam, being like, "Wow, your grades are getting better over the past few semesters." And here I am, being like, "How many semesters are there? Are there in a McKinley year?" Because from what I understand, when he like when he took the SAT was when he was like, "I need to turn my shit around," right? Which would have been this last semester or this one.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man i don't know stupid it is stupid uh
1: so we find out he's doing like an impression of a competent high school student mm-hmm. and that's like why he's his grades are improving okay um and she asks why he wants to go to hunter college and this is where it really starts to fall apart yes he's like oh well there's more women who go here and i'm totally hip to you fe- feminist issues uh, and he yeah. make, uh, he says some nonsense about, like, the p- pay discrepancy and, like, women not getting um, uh, the same respect. Yes. Something along those lines. And I say it this way because, like, it's totally jumbled. Yes. There's no real point to anything that he says except when we get to. And what's what's with the thing with how chicks can't go shirtless like dudes at a beach? I mean, girls. Excuse me. Yes, yeah, he
0: corrects himself. To say girls instead of chicks. Instead of
1: chicks, um, and okay, the interview is going to go completely off the rails. Here we go. This is after a like a long, weighty pause. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm really into you know living in New York. So much diversity. Yes. So you're black.
0: Oh my god.
1: That must be interesting. Oh my god. This is a total shot in the dark, but. Do you know Mercedes Jones?
0: <laughs> the the reason why I, like... <laughs> the reason why I do at the end of the scene... Because the scene ends with him asking that question, which makes it yes. pretty clear that, like, the people who wrote the scene, like, knew what they were doing. And I'll, I'll hand that to them, like, this is so terrible. And it's, like, yeah. a really good approximation of an idiot white person <laughs> from the Midwest. Like... <laughs>
1: yes of, of like someone who's seen one or two black people in their whole life yes
0: um i <laughs> uh yeah. well I,
1: I, you know he he did date mercedes i don't think sam is like a malicious racist i no. think he's just sort of
0: stupid well i <laughs> which I, yeah
1: it's fine
0: he's just kind of institutionally racist um yeah my, uh, and yeah
1: you, I feel like you could make the argument that Mercedes is wildly famous. Oh, well, that's true. Or like, Well, I mean, like, but no D level. But Maggie, fame.
0: Maggie, no, 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 no. This question is so obviously based <laughs> on the like stereotype yes. of racism, <laughs> which is black. super yes. true that like people like white. There's some white people who think that all black people know each other, which is bizarre. Um, it, which yeah. is
1: a wild thing to do at your interview for a school in New York.
0: Yes, you know. Yes,
1: but um, yeah. So obviously it went terrible, terribly. Well, um, and we, we, don't see the. Well, what? I was going
0: to say before we move on to the next scene, I do just want to call out the moment where he says that, like he corrects himself to say girls instead of chicks, but he, mm-hmm. he says to the interviewer, "I guess we both have a lot to learn still," which is just like <sighs> what. <laughs> It's like <laughs> the worst thing you could
1: say after that. It's... The worst thing you could say at a college interview uh. goes to Sam Evans. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. I'd really like to um, do an impression as I accept this award. Uh, That's my impression of Sam, <laughs> except he would be doing a worse impression uh, of some of someone else, right. obviously. Okay. We go to the loft where we see Rachel trying to, um, he t- she tries to like feed and baby Sam yes. multiple times this episode. Uh, I guess she has like host anxiety in a way, but also just wants to take care of someone. Well, and, uh, there's
0: also some weird moments between them in a couple scenes.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. So, like, yeah. Sort of sexually charged a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: which makes sense. They're both hot and single. It's fine. Yeah. And, uh, she, so Rachel sort of revels in babying him when he's like, oh, maybe the, the, my interview went terrible. Maybe like college isn't the right answer for me. Um, and Rachel's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be. Life's purpose is to find the things you don't want to (laughs) do. And (laughs) yeah, and Sam's like, yeah, you're right. And then Rachel's like, what's your dream so I can help you achieve it? And uh, Sam reveals that it's male modeling. We get a little monologue about male modeling and a flashback to baby Sam looking at some male modeling magazines Yeah. and um, a dream sequence, uh, like a fantasy, oh my where God. Yeah. Um, it's Sam in L.A., At a bus stop, sitting on a bench, and a bus comes by, and it's him on the side of a bus in an underwear ad, and his dick is the size of a car, and... (laughs) Well, he's like, yes, that's the dream.
0: Well, I do. The one thing I do really like about that scene is the dude that walks up to him and in Spanish says your junk is as big as a car, which is pretty good. Love
1: that. Um, Love that. And I I think this is like all really well crafted. It makes sense to me. Sam's always been obsessed with his looks and figure and male modeling. Um, Yeah. Like, it makes sense that this is his dream. It's definitely not coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, And. Yeah, Rachel is super supportive. She has a plan for a photo shoot and is like, "Eat up, we're gonna do a photo shoot."
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, And my biggest issue with the scene is in the dream sequence, the bus goes by, and obviously, since this is like a show on cable, like like that's like you know a like a network show, you he -hmm. has no junk. Like it is flat.
1: (laughs) Well, it's flat because it's on the side of a bus, right? But So, so.
0: the whole joke is that his junk is as big as a car.
1: The dick is there. It it's more of a bulge than we've seen before. It's, it's just still, 2D. It's
0: still not a bulge though. Like you, the joke is that his dick is supposed or his junk is supposed to be as big as a car, but you can't see I'm anything.
1: So- <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, so they're gonna do a photo shoot. Rachel's gonna organize the whole thing. She has something to do, thank God. Um so the next scene. Becky arrives to the auditorium where Artie serenades her with honesty, which is fine.
1: This is this is clearly the worst song of the episode. Yes. Um, in that it's like not very visually interesting. The most interesting thing um is this cool, like Mondrian esque lighting sure. scheme on the on the Yes. <laughs> on the stage. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The there's like the color blocks and they sort of shift and change throughout the song that's cool yeah um the the song yeah, is it, fine
0: it's just like it's like you're saying it's not very visually interesting and it i mean it's little it's not the best billy joel song i'm just going to say it honesty isn't the best billy it's joel it's not
1: song. the best billy joel song also this plot line is not the best no. from the episode uh and at the end becky assumes that this was a confession of love and is then has some more sexually aggressive things to say and uh then Artie's like nope that's not what this is about I think you want to go to college I think you've been lying to me I think you need to be honest with yourself yeah um which this is all pretty gross to me (laughs) yes especially because Artie is right like like Becky (laughs) goes along with what he says
0: um (laughs) Sure, <laughs> like, it was just sort of gross yeah i mean like i said it, it like it came up in the last scene like becky made it very clear that she does not want any help she's going to like she in like the problem that i have is i feel like this has been a common plot thread for character for male characters in glee where they like yeah. take someone and they're like oh i know what you really want and that person is like um can you please leave me alone and then they like sing a song and then they're like wasn't i right this is what you really want and then the person's like it happens i guess it happens
1: a second time in this episode Mm -hmm. also
0: yeah wow yeah amazing yeah
1: and and so that's what men do is they um have propositions and try to convince women that of the thoughts that they're thinking um and women in this universe uh put men before all of their needs and try to focus on their dreams and right. how they can achieve them. Well,
0: Maggie, obviously so... obviously, women don't have thoughts. Men have to have them for them. That's just what sure. that's what Glee is telling us. And women are resistant to that idea, but you know, they come around eventually. And don't,
1: and don't forget you are worthless unless you are in a committed relationship with someone of the opposite sex. Don't forget unless you're the the one gay couple that we get to see.
0: <laughs> Speaking of this next scene uh marley is talking to her mom about how she oh
1: are you speaking of how marley's
0: gay or (laughs) no i'm talking about how marley feels like she has no worth because she's not in a relationship um yeah and also well like so she tells her mom about the whole jake situation she's helping her cook which i think is interesting um
1: yeah she's like doing food prep in the mckinley cafeteria yeah which should be someone's job (laughs) what uh it's um yeah, I think it was just so that they could have something to do
0: right. in this scene, yes.
1: which is fine. I appreciate that. That it's not just two characters standing at, and, like, looking at each other.
0: Or, like, um, it would have been weird if her mom was working and she wasn't. <laughs> like, like, if she was just like... I I mean, maybe not. Yes. No, they've done that before. No,
1: that, that would so probably she, be
0: fine. Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, she's complaining about Jake. Yeah. And uh, how, like, he's saying a song at Glee Club that made him be the victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, and her mom is just like, I bet you're glad you didn't do the Humpty Hump. Oh And it's like a little dance. Yes. And it's amazing. And then tells Marley about how she was a bad boy magnet in school. Oh my God. And, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it. She basically tells Marley, like when you do decide to have sex with someone, make sure it's not someone you have just feelings about, but it's someone you trust. Yeah. And Marley's like, thanks, Mom.
0: Which, I mean, like, I, I think it's fair. I think it's fine advice. I just don't really like the, like, like putting virginity on a pedestal and saying that your first time has to be like,
1: yeah, but
0: the, the other thing, but
1: Glee's okay. done it a lot too. Yeah. So um, it's not out of character now.
0: And the, the other thing that I want to point out, um, mostly cause I, I have, I have something I need to say. Marley okay. talks about Jake's behavior and she says it's quote, so schizo, which is a really terrible thing to say. And yeah. I just want to make an announcement for our listeners, for everyone. I know that, over, like, in the similar vein, over the past, you know, entire time we've done this podcast, I mm-hmm. liberally used the word crazy for a lot of things. And I am going to say right here and now, my goal is to try to do it less because it is offensive. Hell yeah. It's really offensive to use that word glibly and, and especially, like... Obviously, in this case, it's a very specific instance where you're like, that's not an appropriate usage of that word. And the same is true for the how I use that word, the the word crazy. So I'm going to try really hard to avoid that because I don't want to be that person. So,
1: No, I really support that. And uh, we can check each other about it, too. Yeah, it's obviously, like, blatant disrespect to an entire group of people. And not only that, like, disrespect to the idea of mental health in general yeah cool, I, I, I
0: will still continue to use the word psycho to describe will though because i have actually done research <laughs> on psychopaths and i am actually trying to apply that label to will because that's how he acts like it's not yeah. it's not like glib it's literally he has no emotions and he uses it's teenagers a,
1: yes it is a description of behavior <laughs> yes.
0: so anyway let's move on to the next scene Rachel has gotten Barbara Brownsfield, the photographer for funny girl to come and do a shot yeah. for her friend um
1: I love Barbara's energy. It's amazing <laughs> yes uh she's like sort of butch very cool yes and uh like as soon as Sam starts getting pictures taken well at, at first he's like make sure to not get any bad so- get any, get any of my bad sides and she's like what bad sides? I do I do and love then... that
0: that's such a good. <laughs> <laughs> like a moment I'm just like hell yeah i love this woman
1: yeah she pumps him up the whole photo shoot which is obviously what you're supposed to do yes um with that sort of modeling photo shoot thing i guess um she's just like yes give it yes you look amazing oh you're so hot you gotta take some clothes off <laughs> <laughs> and-
0: <laughs> yes
1: and sam's like yeah totally and rachel's into it as well she like helps him get undressed and then pulls out this fucking baby oil yes and oils him up which um, yeah this
0: is where we have the first like noticeable like weird energy between the two of them where they're both kind of like Whoa. as she
1: oils his chest yes
0: <laughs> yep
1: and then uh she hol- holds a fan oh my for god. a few of the shots like right below him oh my god it's amazing um <laughs> We get some, like, I guess, stills yes. of the sh- of the photo shoot. They are nice. Like, I think Sam would make a great male model because he doesn't really have to do much more than what he already knows how to do.
0: Which is just stand there. Um, <laughs> yes. And be jacked. Yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit in a future scene, I think. Um, so for now, uh, Sue calls Artie to the principal's office um to once again as i was saying like as we pointed out before it's to psychologically torment him with an ear douche this time
1: (laughs) (laughs) first she threatens him with a mallet oh like she just like brandishes a mallet and then pulls out this ear douche and goes up to Artie and is like i got you this ear douche because you obviously didn't listen to me Uh. (laughs) which is like Uh, it's not
0: okay but it is a funny joke um
1: (laughs) And she just, like, sort of sticks it in there before going to sit behind the desk. Um, I wish she'd actually, like, douched his ear. That would be sort of amazing. Um, Obviously traumatic and terrible and legit torture, but um, (laughs) whatever. And uh, this is when we find out that she's been researching all of these schools already, Mm -hmm. obviously. And she just knows that Becky's not ready. Um, But then we find out Artie's going to take her to... University of Cincinnati yep. to visit their program and Sue's like ask the tough questions, end of scene. Yes.
0: Um so then we move to Ryder making his pitch to Marley in the hallway. He's as white as white can be, and Ooh, isn't that attractive? I
1: have I have a list of what he of what he says. Ready? Yes. So he says he has family values, good church attendance no arrests, is not ugly, can read, will never hurt you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> there's a little star next to can read, which is like, can read now. No. So he's getting good yes. grades.
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, so Ma- he asked Marley out. His outfit is terrible. Uh, And they're in the hallway while this career fair is still happening. Yes. And they're next to like this booth full of mirrors. Yes.
0: Um. Uh
1: there's like one shot that is just totally bonkers, where it's, it's so he's reflected in a bunch of these mirrors, just his face, and then one of them is like a Cheerio ass for a little <laughs> while. Uh.
0: Oh my god.
1: Um. And yeah, it okay. He is in this multi mirror shot as Marley turns him down. And this is, and he starts singing An Innocent Man. And I'm like, are they painting Ryder as, like, an incel villain? Because it's working. <laughs> like, he definitely comes across...
0: Maggie, I think the problem is that they're not doing that as a negative. They're trying to paint him as, like, oh, he's the victim. Because Marley won't go out with him. They're trying
1: to paint him as a... As a as a wannabe Chad, well, like what's going on? I just don't like him at all no. in the slightest, and it makes sense that Marley doesn't either because she's gay. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, the, yeah. the other thing There's here
0: weird... too is that Marley is like, I really need some time for myself. I just broke up with Jake, and writers like, yep. But I'm perfect. You should want to date me right now. But
1: I can read. <laughs>
0: Um. um so scene. there's a
1: weird shot, like as he's sing, as an innocent man is happening in the choir room. There's a weird, like uncomfortable Will shot. Like, yes, where Will is just like, oh, yes. What's <laughs> happening? Well, <laughs> um, maybe yeah. it's because this is when Ryder's like sort of closing in on Marley, like really getting up in her grill. Um, and there's a an amazing shot where Marley is on one side. In the foreground, we have Marley being sung to by Ryder, like, really up close. And behind them, in the midground, Jake is just staring at the pair of them, like, disdainfully, uh, slightly out of focus. It's great.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think part of it is there's just not a lot of people in Glee anymore. So this, like... drama between these three people is very relevant to all of them (laughs) because like (laughs) they don't have a lot left so because they have
1: fucking eight people and (laughs) they need 12 to compete at nationals uh then Ryder asks her out again and marley says yes which
0: yeah and then jake storms out as as perkly norma (laughs) normality because
1: jake is like fuck this bullshit i sang a song and she didn't even forgive me right <laughs> uh,
0: whatever yes
1: i don't give a shit about this part of the storyline i love jake and i love marley um but i fucking hate writer
0: <laughs> yeah writer is definitely not my like probably my least favorite person in glee overall which is saying something because like Artie is in glee still um mm-hmm. but Already
1: does have some redeeming qualities in that, like, other characters like him yes. and, like, joke around with him.
0: Yes. Um, but anyway, so this next scene, Curtis prepping Blaine for the Nyade audition. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, um,
1: he goes to pull through pull out stuff from the wardrobe because they're like picking an outfit and kurt's like you can't wear any of this yes <laughs> and then does an impression like look at me i'm the center of attention and this primary color proves it
0: <laughs> i do yeah it's because he calls carmen thibodeau a classicist which yeah is a weird term
1: it it means that she loves classic things right <laughs> um in this context um it, it, yeah. but yeah. And this is when Blaine is like, maybe I don't want to audition. Uh, yes. M- maybe I want to become a teacher, like Mr. Shue, or do pre-med and become a pediatrician.
0: Which, like, Kurt makes some comment about how he's like, oh yeah, you wanting to be a doctor has been such a common thread in your personality. <laughs> um, but we get a little shot of young Blaine losing an operation, which is pretty funny for the fact that it's like a second long and ends with him saying, dang. Um.
1: (laughs) And Blaine is like, I'm so glad I feel safe enough with you that I can tell you um, this truth about myself. And Kurt's just like, bitch.
0: Yes. Um, I feel like this is because this ends up being so Kurt is like you're obviously just scared it's gonna be fine I'm gonna give you a safe space to fail it's all gonna be okay we're both gonna go to Nyada. our lives are gonna be exactly the same that's exactly what we both want right um you're a performer you have a gift <laughs> to shy away from your gift would be a crime <laughs> um but part of it for me is I feel like this is like a devious way of Blaine like getting Kurt to start like do do like the arty thing kind of where you just steamroll someone mm. into doing what you want <laughs> um, like yeah because Kurt, well, Kurt's like you have it- to go to Niada, you have to <laughs> like what kind of relationship is that not a good one
1: well it's definitely what Blaine has like said he wants um, and it would make sense that you this is when you're going to get cold feet if you're going to get it uh, but the scene is just sort of weird yes. Like, I don't know why they decided to do it um And th- because at the very end, Blaine is like, at the end of their conversation, it's like, wow, thanks for knowing me. I love you. <laughs> and, and um, then Kurt closes out by saying, Santana should do your makeup. Yes. <laughs> Which is so shady. I love it. Well, um- and... <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm kind of sad that Santana didn't play a bigger role in this episode. She had a line at one point where...
1: um, yeah. And she has an amazing moment at the end of the episode, for sure. Right,
0: but like, there was that line when they were at the waiter, or where, where they were waiting, um, and Blaine went up to do the piano thing, and Santana turns to Rachel and she's like, y'all need to be stopped. like, <laughs> Which is so true, but I wish we had seen her do Blaine's makeup. I think that's what I'm trying to say here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just love the um, implication that like Blaine's not good enough at doing his own makeup. That Kurt's like, listen, Santana, do it. Your foundation looks bad.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <Whew>. Okay. <clears throat> now we're gonna go to Cincinnati where this college visit happens. We see a college class, four people with Down syndrome. Yep. It seems, because um, they're all like doing basic accounting and stuff like that. Um, and there's this dude who like sort of chats up Becky and is like, oh, come sit next to me. yeah And when she does, uh, she rebuffs him. Yes. Uh, what we're supposed to grab from this scene, I think, is that like Becky's warming up to go- to like going to college. Like she's interested in the idea now and yeah. seems to like where all this stuff is heading.
0: Yeah. um The other thing, I think they call it an independent living class. I think it was just like, like I-, I feel like Glee has had... I mean, like obviously Artie is in this scene, so obviously they have a history of just like throwing like people with disabilities into the show for like flavor, I guess. Yeah. And it is nice that they're actually kind of showing like, I I, I kind of like that they're giving us a little bit more of like a like an insight into like an actual thing. Yeah,
1: like how this thi- how this works. Yeah. That is cool. Um, I do like that they hired. Actual actors with downs. Yes. Um, yeah. As opposed to pulling a total arty right. and just hiring like an able bodied person to sit in a wheelchair for four years. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, well, longer than that. Six years. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Sort of discussed well,
1: but it's fine.
0: Maggie, he might not be in all six seasons. You don't know. um. So.
1: Oh, he <sighs> will be. Come on. um, And I. Yeah. Ryan Murphy has like a history of doing a good job of hiring people with downs for um roles that require that uh rather than just hiring i don't know how you would hire an able-bodied person to play a role like that um but thankfully ryan murphy doesn't try so there is that yeah i
0: was gonna say like i feel like not i appreciate this mostly because i think it is really cool that they did hire these people and that they're showing this aspect of life that maybe you don't get a lot yeah, of exposure to. It's some to.
1: cool representation. Yeah,
0: um, but I do think it is worth mentioning to be like, I'm not entirely sure how you're supposed to hire like an able-bodied person to play a Downs person. I think you could, and I don't think you should. But I, I just, I, I just think that it is worth noting that it is a little tougher than Artie in the wheelchair. Um. So anyway, th-
1: <laughs> it's it's harder to be ableist <laughs> here. So you know that's why they did. That's why they were Yeah.
0: So the next scene is at Boucher, which. Okay, this scene, Sam is talking to the head of... She, he's talking to, I assume, Miss Bechet. Um,
1: yes, that is the character's name. Yes.
0: <laughs> and this woman is played by Tyra Banks, which is... Tyra... The best part.
1: Motherfucking Banks. Already
0: the best part of this episode. Hands down. Oh my God, I love this scene so much. <laughs>
1: and she she just plays herself. Yes. <laughs> um, Sort yeah. of. Uh, Because, like, the actual Tyra Banks is, like, much more body positive than right. yeah. Um. So, <laughs> Tyra Banks is like, I do respond to your look yes. in, in response to something that Sam says. And then she's like, yes, your mouth, it's, it's quite, I don't know. And then Sam says, Trouty. And she's like, yes, Trouty mouth. <laughs>
0: So good. She also tells and talks about how his. If oh, o- go for it.
1: You know how that joke could really be set off if the like, I don't know, instrumental of Trouty Mouth was playing oh. underneath oh my God.
0: the scene. That would
1: be so good.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: What's up? I'm here to punch up the episode. <laughs> but, um,
0: but I do love it. She has the yeah. line where she's like, "Your eyes have a vacant look, like cows in the Midwest." <laughs> so but honestly the best part about this is she has this long speech about how
1: about how he's going to be a shirtless pawn yes
0: um which does kind of feel like it comes out of a like america's next top model kind of like sit down of being like Mm -hmm. okay bitch here's how it's gonna be um
1: here's how modeling (laughs) works it's terrible and you'll hate it yes
0: um but uh (sighs) The like you were saying, the, the speech is really good up to the point where she tells him he needs to lose 10 pounds.
1: <laughs> um, Gross. Yeah. The real Tyra would never say that. Well,
0: she has a line, which, uh, yeah, the real Tyra like, Tyra, real life Tyra would never say this, I don't think, but she's like the camera loves Lo- starvation. starvation. Um, but,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Tyra's amazing. <laughs> yes. Why isn't she in everything? Where's life-size 2? Oh my god, that's... Where is it? <laughs>
0: give it to me no uh it's yeah i just it's a very good scene it's very
1: if you listener haven't seen tyra banks in life size
0: what are you doing yeah stop listening to our podcast go watch that movie
1: the the next scene is in the loft we find out that blaine has gifted loft a piano yes which he's like uh, it's for letting us stay
0: here right that's part of it. Is it starts off with Lane Santana rich. being mad that the piano's there. She's like, "Where we have no space to put this in our giant loft." Um, but <laughs> seriously, why is no one like? No pianos cost a lot of money. Like,
1: you, yeah, Blaine has a lot you, of it. That's the only answer. Just,
0: but like, no one questions it. No one is like, no. "You don't get someone a fucking piano for letting you stay at their apartment for like two days." It's or it's, you do,
1: because stu- you're Blaine yeah. motherfucking Anderson. It's, it's
0: not great. Um,
1: <laughs> no, it's not. And uh, then we see Rachel trying to feed Sam yes. again, uh, but he turns it down. He's on a Mentos and Air diet because he needs to lose 10 pounds. And Rachel's like, no, you don't need to lose 10 pounds. And everyone's like, no, Sam, don't do it.
0: No, no, no. No, and everyone he, is like, no, that's that's not that's yeah. not great. You no, don't lose 10 pounds. <laughs>
1: they're all body positive it's great and uh then blaine is like you know what i think this could go better with a song (sighs) And he goes over to the piano and santana says no this is how every argument discussion or meal will end with a (laughs) sing-along
0: she (laughs) storms out it's so good
1: and they're like you they're like you don't have to sing santana and that's when she storms out um just into a different part of the apartment, right. she doesn't leave, <laughs> and they start singing "Just the Way You Are." The first uh, verse is sung by Blaine, Kurt, and Rachel, doing some body positive, opposite body shaming sort of vibes. Right. Yes, um, it is very—I um, don't know—sort of cloyingly sweet. Yes, is maybe how I would describe it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah. And then uh, Sam sings the second verse. And finally, Santana makes her goddamn entrance. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) She comes in at just belting into a hairbrush. (laughs) And Rachel does some, like, slow clapping, like... Yeah, yes, you're here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
1: oh, my God. It's so good. It's, very it's good. amazing. Like, I sort of want to give Santana the gold
0: star. Just for that. Just for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's finish up this episode. And then we can have a discussion about that. But, no, it's very good. The, the song, obviously, it's very well done. Um, yeah. Really, the best part is Santana, the hairbrush-wielding Santana bursting in. And we get
1: more like moments between Rachel and Sam yes. here where they're like dancing around and Kurt like has like an eyebrow raising bit like Ooh, and Santana's like huh? well, but the weird thing is they share a look where they're just like are they gonna fuck? Like, but
0: the weird thing is that like Sam and Rachel seem really uncomfortable <laughs> like it's yeah. not like good vibes. It's not like oh yeah they're gonna get it on vibes. It's more like oh, like
1: what's going on here yeah
0: um anyway let's move to the next scene um sue is calls becky into her office um to ask about the college trip in a roundabout way kind of but whatever it's fine um and she tells becky no you are ready well she asks becky if she's actually ready and becky's like yeah i'm tired of these high school bitches and sue's like yeah yeah you're ready
1: yep uh they so they discuss growth and that's well, it. well there's a
0: weird uh, there's a weird graden carter burn which i'm like who, yeah. what what is that he's who? he's like some like editor for vanity fair or something it's just like what the fuck? it's just like what teenager would know that though
1: i don't know <sighs> oh, dude. Well. uh the next scene is Back in the McKinley hallway, Ryder comes up to Marley, tells her to check her Instagram, where we see that he posted a date yes. pic with um, some heart emojis all over it. They do seem to be having a good time. It's a very happy, cute selfie. Um, but it's clear that he posted this without Marley's consent yes. the evening of their date, right directly after it, um, and uh yeah marley definitely doesn't seem down um, no well
0: and to make things worse joy uh, jake joins this conversation
1: <laughs> um, he's like a supportive bfl well except
0: that he like he and writer he's
1: trying he's trying to break the ice and writer is an asshole right
0: well i don't know if that's necessarily true it does kind of come off that he is also like i don't know i, I still get a kind of like gloaty vibes from him where he's like oh yeah, i gotta live so, my so life jake now can... yeah
1: the way that it's, like, uh, blocked is that Jake puts his arms around both of yes. them as they're walking, and then they they turn, um, and Jake gets pushed out of this little, like, position um, so that Ryder can put his arm around Marley, and Marley, like, shrugs him off, yes. like, don't touch me. Um Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of uh, weird. It's,
0: it definitely comes off with a bit of that, like male like bullshit that glee does a lot where like they're like oh i like like well
1: look at me i have yes (laughs)
0: um which jake is jake ends up turning like there's a bit where he's like "Duty calls and he goes to like
1: and he just turns around and grabs a babe and walks away like that's jake's move is just like oh here's a babe a babe for me um which is fine i i think um, I excuse a lot of Jake's behavior as because I he's apologized to Marley. They're not dating anymore. Yeah, like, that's true. What the fuck ever, man. He can live the life he wants to. I,
0: I I think I would like it more if it didn't feel like he was doing it in a a slight way to also spite Marley, <laughs> like.
1: It doesn't seem that way to me at okay. all. It well, really doesn't. It feels that way to um,
0: me, especially when he was, like, screaming in her face with my life. But still, like, I mean, <laughs> y- y- to each their own. Um, Marley tells, Jay- or tells Ryder they are not dating. She's like, I still yeah, need time, on. fucker. Get out of here.
1: Well, she's like, listen, us going on one date does not mean we are dating. Yes. Okay? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Which, yeah, hell yeah, Marley. Finally. Um, none of these dudes are good enough for you. Yes. It's upsetting yeah. that they keep pairing you up with them. Uh, Then we go to the, the career fair still. Yes. Where Sue is, for some reason, setting up a showbiz booth. Yes. She has completely changed her tune for no real reason. Well, Maggie, um, it's
0: so that Will can look smug. And Will smug. comes up to, like, gloat. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what changed your mind? Was it me?
0: Well, and um, it's weird because he, he kind of starts that. And then Tina arrives <laughs> to, like, yell at Sue. <laughs> like, yeah. her only line this episode, apparently, is just to yell at Sue. Um, and then this ends up leading, like, well, we, we find out because Blaine and Sam arrive right after she yells at Sue. And... Sam mm-hmm. tells us that Blaine crushed his Niada audition. We didn't see any of it. Yep. And also, Love that. also that uh Sam is
1: Well, we couldn't we couldn't see it because he probably didn't sing Billy Joel. Right.
0: Um and <laughs> then Sam tells them that he's going to be a male model, which Sue responds that he is too fat to be a model, which I do think
1: Yikes. is
0: very fitting for Sue's character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because she's been forcing teen girls to drink sand. Right.
0: Oh, my God. Years. Yes.
1: Uh, and, um, yeah, Tina comes up and is like, you're wrong. We're going to be big, big stars. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah, we get the Sam facts. And then um, he's like, and Mr. Shu, you lied to us. BJ never went to college. Oh, my God. <laughs> and neither am I. And then Becky is like, yeah, all of these people are so out of the box and we get well, some she, they throw on the word crazy yes, she
0: says the word crazy because it goes into essentially it gets ham-fistedly into you may be right um, yeah, yeah
1: the the delight the palpable delight oh fr- uh, from the New Direction members as somebody drops that line and they're like it's gonna happen we're gonna sing oh my god <laughs> and, and, and Sue's like no do not not in this hallway yes <laughs> And then they then they do it anyway, Ooh. and will um, leads, and that's that's what happens. Yeah,
0: I I have a note just about this song in general because there there's a line where it talks about um, like I I was too drunk to drive, but I still made it home, and I'm like, um, <laughs> this song well, sucks.
1: Joel, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. and um, so they sing all throughout the the school and they run down some hallways and a bunch of students join in and they're all doing the moves and this is when i'm thinking like of i thought really hard about that billy joel quote
0: (laughs) yes no like this is so weird because like seriously the whole school like joins in on this like song and dance and it's just like huh huh
1: there's this one um, like reoccurring dancing extra. Like she's, I think she's a black cheerio. She's been in a few episodes now, and I'm like, she's in everything. She dance, she dances so much better than some of the people in Glee Club. Like, why aren't these characters becoming? Uh, it's just upsetting that they only have eight people in Glee yes. Club. I get that they probably had to cut the budget because the viewership is way down and they can't have more, well, like, main character actors, yeah, and but... I
0: think I think another thing, which, honestly, I'm actually not upset about this. Um, they, I think they put their foot in their mouth a couple times because they have too many characters, and they try to give all of them plots. Like, last season, when Ryder had the catfish plotline, completely unnecessary. Didn't need to be there yeah. at all. Why was it there? Because they felt like they had to do something to give writers some character. And it's like...
1: And don't forget, um, transphobia has to exist so that um, people can defeat it, um, sort of. But
0: not trans people. White people have to defeat it for them, I guess.
1: Yep, Um, that's it. Um, You know, only through straight white allyship will trans people be safe which is sort of true honestly which sucks yeah but it would
0: be nice if we actually you know had representation of powerful trans people it'd be
1: nice if um if we didn't have to have like a trans person lying for right months and months and months to convince someone that she's a person right. yeah That'd
0: be cool. we, which we, we've talked about that <laughs> plotline quite a bit but this this episode <laughs> ends on this big number they're all on the auditorium stage they're all doing this like flash dance choreography like cool yep. cool will leads for most of the song which is kind of eh, but mostly just because like again it's that
1: it's it's fine yeah. the, the palpable delight and the energy is good for the for this last number, and that's it. That's the whole thing. Yes. So, um, yeah.
0: I love you just the way podcast business. I
1: podcast business, but it's a, but it's a
0: metaphor. metaphor, and, and metaphors, metaphors are, are important. important.
1: Gold stars are important because the gold stars, stars are, are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being, being a star. star. <laughs> Here we are. The first thing is gold stars. Sam, who are you giving your gold star to this episode? So.
0: The thing about it with this episode this episode isn't bad, it just also is not great um
1: yeah, it's just sort of all over the place yeah
0: so the the character that i I decided to Dane with a gold star um really the the character that always has a gold star rachel <laughs> um oh, she's just such a cute. she's just such a supportive friend in this episode oh, like yeah. And I love that vibe. The photo shoot. So, I mean, it's a small role, maybe. But she is, like, really... Like, she comforts Sam. She is very much on this, like, oh, you don't have to go to college. Like, you're going to figure out your life. I like that a lot, so I gave it to Rachel.
1: I am going to split mine between Sam and Santana. Sure. I think the... I I sort of liked the interview sequence oh my because God. it tanked so fast <laughs> and the performance was good and funny um yeah,
0: yeah. it's
1: <laughs> and Santana for the entrance. Yes. Of course.
0: Of course. Um yeah, the that interview sequence My God, I just—I cringe thinking about um, it. Like, oh. So
1: you're black? That must be interesting. Oh no,
0: no. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let's move on to the next piece of podcast business. The best number, Maggie. What were the numbers in this episode?
1: Our options are: "Moving Out," "Piano Man," "My Life," um, "Honesty," "An Innocent Man." Just the way you are, and you may be right.
0: They actually got a lot of numbers in for. Yeah,
1: they got yeah. a full seven.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, I have to. I have to own up. I am. I do really like Billy Joel's music. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think any of these are like really bad i think the context for some of them is kind of not great but yeah well the
1: worst ones are definitely honesty and innocent man yes um
0: and there is like i still also have some reservations about my life just because like it does kind of feel like he's shoving it in marley's face but um see i love that (laughs) <laughs> but, so, Ooh. yeah, the one I'm picking is Just the Way You Are, mostly because Santana comes in on that hairbrush. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Um, the, yeah. the,
1: I I didn't choose that one, just because it's a little sickly sweet. It um, is, for, yeah. For my taste, aspe- like, the vocals in particular.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it isn't, especially since so they just came off of the moment where, like, they're all being like, no, Sam, you don't have to lose 10 pounds to be beautiful. <laughs> like... Yeah, but at the same time, like it's a good number. We love
1: you just the way you are.
0: It's a good number and I I just cannot. I can't not yeah. not acknowledge. I can't not acknowledge the like Santana moment. So The entrance? Yeah. Uh
1: my number is going to be my life. Yeah. I think it's the most like thought out. Sure. Um like, you know, sequence-wise. I guess Moving Out has like a similar sort of, you know, yeah transitionary traveling but i i prefer my life for sure um that's also I, it, yeah. fit, it fits into like jake's plotline really well like yeah it, he doesn't care what marley says anymore this is his life
0: yeah i think i i think there's something to that and like i think that's another reason why i like just the way you are because i think those two actually like sure just the way you are is really like kind of like over the top in terms of, like, uh, yeah. But, like, it is is—it is actually relevant to the situation of them being like, yeah. no, Sam, we love you just the way you are. Um, I think, I agree. I think my life fits, especially with how it goes. But, like, the rest of them are all just kind of, like, half related like moving out they're like oh we're going to new york to like find out what our lives are gonna be like and it's like but you're coming back and like moving out
1: piano man is because there's a piano and a big bowl full of dollars on top of it
0: and an old man at a bar um but yeah and then like you may be right is because one person says the line they're all crazy um And, yeah. yeah, and
1: honesty is because Artie is trying to impose his will on Becky. Uh, an
0: innocent man is because writer is the same. Is, is, is quote an innocent man who God and trying why, to
1: impose his will why, on Marley? Why
0: wouldn't Marley want to date him? Um, yeah. I can read. <laughs> But yeah, so I think I'm I think being those... really,
1: I'm being really mean. Um, but no, I, no. I'm, I'm glad that he can.
0: I'm glad that he can re- No, but the big thing is, I think it's. I I don't like the fact that Glee is portraying this like white character who's just like, oh, I'm like, why? How I'm can someone so great, not date me? You have me? to date me. Yeah, it's. I mean, maybe Ew. It, that is. It is true to life, but once again, not, <laughs> not something to be applauded, <laughs> Glee, like...
1: Yeah, nothing, not something necessary to, like, reflect. No. You
0: know? um, yeah.
1: Uh, so, I think the real takeaways from this episode are going to be that Blaine bought someone a piano, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and um, that writer is a piece of shit.
0: And that Sam needs and... to lose 10 pounds. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> and
1: that's it. Well,
0: Maggie, we have to give our slushy rating so i know <laughs> yeah um i'm giving it one and a half out of five which feels a little low in retrospect but at the same time this episode isn't bad it's just
1: no it really is not fine um, i the the one thing that to me is like just so obvious is that these characters are like languishing on a obscurely defined plot line yes um like timeline overall like yeah where are we in the in retrospect to when nationals is is it four weeks from now is it three you
0: yeah, know that yeah it does it's happened it's weird to have this plot where people are like planning their suspended? futures yeah like like the people are like planning their futures but like when is that gonna be like never we feel we feel it feels like we're <laughs> kind of stuck in a weird purgatory where all these people like are like oh i can't wait for the future but like it never comes <laughs>
1: And it was weird that Blaine didn't. We didn't get to see his audition.
0: Yes. It, it, especially
1: Was it because they couldn't pay Whoopi Goldberg? I was
0: going to say, it might be because they couldn't get Whoopi Goldberg back to be Carmen Thibodeau again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it does feel weird that they put so much emphasis on Kurt and Rachel's auditions for Neata, and Blaine is just like. It seems like it's just kind of assumed of that he'll he's get in. in. Yeah, like.
1: <laughs> well, uh, he has been like the the best performer on the show for a while
0: yeah that is true
1: he got best soloist in season two do not forget yeah no Um, no
0: that's absolutely true
1: all right did you that is it
0: did you give a slushy rating
1: i did i'm doing the same as you okay 1.5 cool um yeah so next uh, next episode is gonna be the best one
0: (laughs) okay yeah Um, yeah i was i was gonna i
1: i have been quoted as saying the best episode of glee
0: yes uh so. yeah it it's it's season five episode seven puppet master the thumbnail and the description are very appealing i am very excited to watch it um but who
1: doesn't love a good puppet episode <laughs>
0: But in the meantime, uh, listeners, you can reach out to us if you want to let us know how you feel about Glee. Um, if you liked this episode, if you like any of the episodes, if you don't like any of the episodes, we li- we love to hear all of it. Um so you can The
1: inbox is fire and we appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yes. You can you can uh, hit us up by email at SNMHate at gmail.com or on Twitter at snmhateglee.
1: And uh, you can hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash hate Glee to uh support us there if you like. We have some bonus content that you can peruse and we push most of our subscriptions to um donating ourselves. Right now it's to the trans law center yep. to protect trans people. Yeah. And yeah, that's it for now. Um, do you think we're gonna have to have a trigger warning for um, the next week's episode about puppets? I know some people don't like that, um, <laughs> and mean, I will be talking a lot about how much I love puppets. I think. Surely. I
0: think it's gonna be okay. Um, I mean, I have seen Big Little Lies season one. I do know that there's a lot of community <laughs> uproar about the performance of Avenue Q, so we might we might need to, but. Uh I think I think we're going to be okay. Um And
1: um yeah, I love puppets and the, we should say they're like muppet puppets. Yes. Um so don't don't be afraid. They're not scary. <laughs> um Also you should watch this episode. I know we don't like recommend that people watch episodes, but I'm telling you, listener, you need to watch this one because you're not going to believe the shit we say if you don't see it for yourself.
0: I I have not seen it yet, so I am You're just getting me so hyped, Maggie. You need
1: you need to watch it today okay. and text me th- text me about it for sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I want to get to that. So, until next week when we talk about Quoting Maggie, the best episode of Glee ever. I've been (laughs) Sam.
1: And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee.
0: From the top.